welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads, episode 494, and guess who it is? It's me. I'm back from my, my wandering around the wilderness, so it would seem. What, I haven't been here for maybe, oh, I don't know, must be getting close to four or five weeks or something. Uh, close to six, I think. Six right? weeks. Oh, mm. wow. Well, I guess, first of all, we must thank Will and Warlock for taking great care of the show while I've been away. And for pumping out a few episodes over that time. So uh, everything should be back to normal. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. So, uh, look, before we start, and I know you heard Eric there, so I know you're all excited to hear from him. So what he's been, <laughs> <laughs> so what he's been up to over I'm the I'm back, baby. You are back. Look, I just just before we start, I just want to uh, just say uh, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, it's Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. If you need some web hosting for your business or your personal blog, go and have a look there. And, look, I'll just run through the other, quickly, the other items items that are maybe of interest, uh, contact us at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Tune into the Aussie Tech Radio, uh, just the TuneIn Radio app on various uh, platforms, whatever you, you're on, Windows 10, iPhone, iOS or Android, you'll find the TuneIn Radio app and search up Aussie Tech Radio, wall-to-wall 24-7 Aussie and New Zealand podcasts, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads and a plethora of other places. Send us an email, glenn or eric at aussietechheads.com.au and uh, other podcasts to look out for is the Aussie Mac Zone. They've got their own Facebook group so search up Aussie Mac Zone join the group if you can't find it let me know and I'll add you in all right uh, there's plenty of other stuff there but look that's going to do us for the first week back so hey Eric how you been going uh very well Glenn and you yes very good thank you not too bad good. you've uh had a good break as well I have had a good break actually yeah. uh funny thing is um work had slowed down a little bit I thought oh, I can do some shows now yeah. and then you run off and Try to be Malcolm Turnbull, <laughs> yes. and um, I tried my best for him. Good job, by the way. Thanks. And uh, so I thought, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And uh, now that um, we're back on, which is great, I'm starting to get busy again. <laughs> <laughs> that's normally the way it goes, isn't it? It always, always. The timing is always off. Normally the way. But yeah. So look, why I have been away? If you didn't catch Will or uh, or how did you go with uh, Will and Warlock's uh, unedited version? That was good. They should keep more of that. And that's why I asked you earlier, were you recording our pre-show banter? And you said no. I was quite disappointed. Right. Would have been would have yes. been a bit of fun. Chewing the fat. Bring it back, baby. Bring oh. it back. Just a pre-show for the for the show. Maybe we could do a, a closed Facebook group for that. And keep and, <laughs> No, we a close we'll have to call it something. Um, um I don't I want people to see the group and hate it. <laughs> and, therefore, and therefore want to join it. That's right, yes. Well, or the, on the alternatively, we could see make people, we could identify the people that hate it and force join them. In, send them invites. <laughs> That's right. No, you force join them. You just, oh, can you do that? Yeah, you just go, oh, I want to join this guy up to that group. If you're the admin, you can do that. Sweet! <laughs> Let's do that. That's good. All right. Now, uh, yeah, so, yeah, what I was I talking about? Yeah, I, I went off. I did. I got a. I got some work with the AEC while, uh, yeah, over the, while the election was going on. It was pretty much just uh, sorting out all the booths and getting the booths ready with all the equipment and all this sort of stuff that they needed. And, yeah, so pretty much that went for ages and then the election happened. Then it was bringing all the, getting all the stuff back in. And uh, sending it off to the counters and all that sort of stuff. So it was interesting, very interesting to see how it all worked behind the scenes. Is that and, um, some ballot boxes I see in the background there, Glenn? Oh, shh, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that are full of Pauline Hanson. <laughs> uh, you got to hand deliver it to her. <laughs> the Donald Trump ones. She didn't need any votes. She got half a million votes. 
Yeah, she was on fire. She was. Oh she, my god. Yeah, she was going good. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's by the by. And uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing. So now I'm back, and I'll tell you, it's great to be back. I can relax. It was a full on job, so um, it's good. Now look, what's been going on over the the past eight weeks or so? Well, I don't know because I was out of circulation completely. Um, so uh, was I did tune into Will's and and Warlock's version. That was good. Keep me up to date a bit. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more up to date. I think I've got one more of their episodes to listen to, and uh, <laughs> I'm on right on the ball, aren't I? So, all right, let's uh, get into the this week's stories then. Uh, where do we want to start? Oh, look, do I have any emails? Um, uh, did no, no. I think I replied to emails directly over the time because it was just uh, yeah, I wasn't on the show. Okay, now look, I through the week. It was just last night, the other night. I signed up to Pokemon Go. Oh, it's, mate. It's all the rage, Eric. It's all the rage. Yeah, but... Oh, did you... In the news, just earlier today, mm. someone was playing Pokemon Go in their car and uh, ended up in front-ending a tree. Yeah, I saw that. How <laughs> stupid are people? Yeah, and I saw a warning come out also today that said if you're playing po- Pokemon Go, don't stand in the middle of the busy road. That's oh, right. Duh. Anyway. And other, people are going up to Auschwitz. You know the concentration camp, the tourist. It's a tourist, yeah, um, place now, and they're playing playing it there. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> wow. so stupid. They're keen, are they? <laughs> so, oh, they're idiots. Oh, uh, well, look. At least it gets the 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 nerds outside and away from their mother's basements. Yeah, and look, even in in the US, I saw that people were playing it in some war memorial or something, and they're saying, "Oh, this this, this, this is not, not right." You know that you shouldn't be playing inside the war memorial. You shouldn't be catching virtual. Pokemons or whatever the term is, but uh, but yeah, look, I've only caught one. It was in the bedroom when I signed up, so I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen any more. But look, I've I've got a I don't know. Does your phone buzz or something when you come across? I don't know. No I've, idea. I've got to work it out. But uh, look, also uh, I signed up to uh, something else. I can't remember. What Corey was. Bernardi. Yeah, I signed up to him. He, he's new Conservative Party. That's the that's the one. Now I now Droid Jack. Now, users sideline. Now, this Pokemon game, if you're on the Android, I'll bring it back to, to tech, eh? If you're on the Android, then make sure you download the Pokemon Go from a trusted source, namely the the Play Store, the Google Play Store. Because what's been happening is apparently this Pokemon Go was first launched uh, only in Australia and New Zealand. I didn't know that, so we were the first. It was only on July the 4th. Users in other regions quickly, you know, scattered around and clamoured around for versions for their devices. Who owns the app? Probably be Nintendo, and is it free? Yeah, there's in-app purchases. Right, so they're making a fortune, basically. Oh, I think so. This has exploded. Everyone's just talking about it. it's the it's the rage, Eric. Download it tonight. See if you can catch some. No, nah. it'll <laughs> so be in the bedroom. It was released on July sixth in the US, but the rest of the world, uh, they just had to, you know remain with their tongue hanging out waiting for their country to release it so what's been happening is they've been going to Ill- illegitimate sources uh to find mm-hmm. the android version of the pokemon go and that's where they've been coming across uh, versions that have uh had the virus in them so the infected pokemon go apk has been modified in such a way that when launched the victim would likely not notice that they have installed a malicious application now, even to the point where I've flashed this up before, but this little picture here is just of the start screen, the first screen, and it looks exactly like the, the original. So they've done a good job, these hackers. So what's the what's the object of the of the of the game? 
Well, as far as I can work out, <laughs> so you got to go catch these little Pokemons, right? They just how do you catch them? You build them over the head. What do you do? I, I don't know. You like is it? A, you throw a ball at them or something? I don't know what it is. You you got to you see them in the dit. So you hold your phone up, and you might see one in the, in in your immediate vicinity. Right, and, and who puts the, the these virtual characters in your view? Yeah, well, that I'm not sure of. I don't know. How do they end up there? Well, I think maybe as you get you catch more, you might be able to get uh, have that ability to to p- place these Pokemon's at places. But right. I don't know. I've only just started to get into it. So, well, I'm on the App Store now. Yeah, and it's got 354 reviews, th- only three and a half stars out of five. Right. The other one and a half must have got run over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's on the Apple. App yes, store. Apple. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's just something that I thought I'd have a go. I'm just seeing on Facebook, oh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go, YouTube, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. I went, all right, I'll have a go. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'll have a go at this Pokemon. Yeah, so uh, it used to be a game, didn't it, on an old console? I, I read somewhere, um, someone put a, a tweet up saying, everyone's playing Pokemon, a Clinton's running for office and something else, and it said it feels like the 90s. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Except there'll be no Monica Lewinsky. It'll be Oh, we don't know yet. No, it might be um Murray Lewinsky. Who's Murray? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, a guy to offset Hillary. Might be giving, <laughs> giving her a touch up under the Did you thing. did you sign in with Google? When is, that, is it on the Pokemon? Yes. You did. Are you signing right. up? Oh, I'm just seeing what it what what it does. You'll find a Pokemon sitting behind you to start with, I think. I want to punch it in the face. <laughs> all right, well, you sign up and I'll go on to my next little story. Get off this Pokemon. Yep, all right. Now, Dick Smith, we all know, is gone. Gone. Gonski. The The bricks and mortar part of it's gone anyway. It does live on in the form of uh, Kogan.com. He, he's he's bought the, the virtual internet naming rights to Dick Smith, so he's... Uh, doing what he does over there. But anyway, I pulled this story out. because Dick Smith's creditors report has revealed that they're, they've got a $260 million shortfall to creditors. Now, the secured creditors, which are the NAB and the HSBC, would only receive a partial return, apparently, of their $140 million balance. Yeah. So that's uh, no good. Now, unsecured creditors seeing a return who are owed the remainder of more than $400 million debt that Dick Smith accrue, they're not going to see too much at all. Now, the employee entitlements are prioritised above any secured creditors. Um, so that's only around about $2.1 million. So as long as the employees get paid, that's I'm all good for that. Right. Uh, now, look, I, I, I read on this and I thought, oh, you're on, you're on the podcast this week. I'm going to ask you a couple of financial questions. Go for it. So I'm guessing that there's no director guarantees because it's a public company? Um, that- and so you can't... So the the law or whoever can't then go back to the directors and say, well... Yeah, I think that's generally right because, you know, if you're a private company and the responsibility, the buck stops with you, right, as a shareholder and as a director. Hmm. But when you're a public company, um, very hard to get guarantees because the directors are uh, acting on behalf of all shareholders, not just themselves, and there could be hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. And... Um, it's probably, I suppose, you know, you'd hate to guarantee, go guarantor for a shareholder that you had no idea who they were. Oh yeah, um, that's right. So I think, I think that's true. I'm not sure. Um, 
And I generally, I think public companies have got normally have enough assets that the bank can use the assets as the guarantee in itself, and rather what, than seeking, you know, um, personal guarantees. And that's where I thought another question popped into my little brain was like when it said the security creditors were the NAB and the HSB, HSBC, they'd only receive a partial return. Now surely this that money. The NAB and HSBC would have had security, surely. They wouldn't just... Yeah, get- yeah it's like you can have um, you, you can have all the security if you want, but if um, once they liquidate and there's not enough assets to pay you back, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess... Right, so for example, you go to the bank, right? They say, but look, so- we'll lend you money for a house. We'll give you $400,000. Hmm. You buy a house for 600000 um, everything's going fine. Uh, you lose your job. The housing market craps Crashes. itself. Yeah. You only get three hundred thousand for your for your house. The bank's short a hundred grand. Well, that's where mortgage insurance comes in. Hmm. Right. You funny thing is mortgage insurance. The 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 purchaser, the homeowner, buys the insurance, but it doesn't actually protect them. It protects the bank. bank that's so right. how work that out. Hmm. Um, another scam. Never mind. <laughs> but, <laughs> Never mind. Uh, so, but in in this situation, if the bank's lending uh, a public company money, they generally have a charge, a floating charge over the business, which means they've got ac- they've got uh, access or rights over all the property, not any specific property. Mm. But that's only worthwhile if the property or the assets or the intellectual property or whatever you want to call it, goodwill, uh, is worth something. And yeah. in a liquidation, in a liquidated basis, you always get less when you liquidate. Mm. Everything always goes for less because it's a bit of a fire sale. So their so their security. Are you saying that a lot of security would have been the stock? And, and no, so just the internal assets of the business. You know, it's uh, it's uh, they would have looked at their balance sheet and their sales. Oh, you have got this much cash. You've got you got storefronts um, you know, or real estate or whatever. Mm. And so we're going to take a charge all all of over all of that. And. Uh, if something goes wrong, we'll claw that back. Yeah. But um, you know, sometimes the valuations are not accurate, or the market changes and the valuations are lower than what it was when you first signed yeah, up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, interesting. I just thought I'd, I'd ask you that while you were there. But all right. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So Dick Smith, if you want to find out more about him? Well, they're still alive at DickSmithStill.com.au, I guess, but now owned by Kogan. Uh, all right. What? What's? What's? Uh, have you found interesting this week, Eric? Or well, I, I found few? something interesting, but I don't know if it's interesting or disturbing. Oh, um, if if, it, if this is to be believed, Apple, you know the company, mm. to launch its own reality TV show. I know it sounds like a tabloid headline out of New Weekly or one of those magazines that I don't read. Well, do um, tell. I will read. I will read on. If you're a smartphone app developer and looking for a path to cheap fame, Apple has some good news for you. The tech, the tech giant is in the process of launching its own, its very own reality TV show called Planet of the Apps. Good one. Oh, jeez. That's it. Cookie Monster must have come up with that one. <laughs> a casting call for the show was put out this week looking for developers over the age of 18 who are keen on making smartphone apps for the Apple environment. Earlier in the year, Apple announced it was planning on launching its first original TV series. God, they're running out of ideas, aren't they? 
Yeah. Um, and the world knows now knows a little more about what it's going to look like. The show will be co-produced by a newly formed company owned by reality TV guru Ben Silverman, mm. known for The Biggest Loser, and uh, Mr. Howard T. Owen, who worked on MasterChef Junior, which was a rubbish show, by the way. Um, the original program, blah, blah. Anyway, in a statement published by the tech blog 9to5Mac, the pair outlined their vision for the show. Planet of the Apps will give app creators the chance to break through and share their ideas with the world. It's, you know, it's going to be Planet of the Apps. It'll be like Shark Tank. Yeah, right. You have all these people yeah. there. Um, some guy comes up and goes, oh, look, I've got something that can, you know, turn your toaster on. <laughs> and, was, and they'll all go, I'm in or I'm out or you're an idiot, get out. So, yeah. Oh, who knows what it's going to be like. But it sounds Planet of the Apps. That's pretty it's, corny. It's, it's, or, it's already cheesy. Yeah, that's corny. They're not sure they, that's the word. They're running out of ideas. I'm sorry. The Cookie Monster, five years is long enough. you just got to – I think you should just go out the pasture. I'm calling it. I'm well, calling it. Well, we've been saying pasture. that for a little while, but how – did we touch on this before? How can they get rid of him? Like a, bo- oh, a, this will a be board it. meeting. This will be his undoing because this show would not happen without his sign-off, mm. right? He's the, he's the man, and uh, as we all know, S S1 – SH1T flows uphill. Yeah. And uh, if this flops, which I, I'm calling it now, which it will, um, he's out. This is it. This is his undoing right here. I'm calling it. Calling it 14th right of, now. 14th of July, 8.40 p.m. in the <laughs> evening, Australia, Sydney time. Calling it. Now, you, you, call, you called, some would say incorrectly, but you called the, uh, the Apple Watch to be a dud, so you're pretty right with that. Yeah, called it. Yep, I know. I, I, I well, I, look. I will, if someone, anyone can, uh, anyone who's out there can say to me, "You're wrong," and I'm happy to admit I'm wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> but if Apple start, you tell me, Apple refuses to tell anyone how much money they're making on the Apple Watch sales. I'll tell you. Oh, we sold this many iPods and we made this much money. Hmm. We sold this many Macs and we made this much money, and they they split it out. You know, yeah. this is what this division made, blah, blah, blah. Look how good we are. Look how good you we ask are. them what the Apple Watch made. Oh, well, that's consolidated revenue. Yeah. That's good. You know yeah. why? Because they're losing Commercial incompetence. Right? Now, I was talking to a guy we'll just, uh, who's listened to a show for a while. This uh, For a while. I talked to him this week. And uh, he, he's a, a great listener. And I will just call him, go by the name of Steve. Now, he's, he's got an Apple Watch. And he enjoys uh, listening to you bag it. And then the guys... <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys on the Aussie Mac zone, they, they and they try and right your wrongs, Eric. <laughs> what? That again? Oh, they, the, the Aussie Mac zone guys are yeah, trying to, to to rebut the rebuttal. Yeah, they, they they get on the Aussie Mac zone and they're going, "Did you hear what Eric said this week?" <laughs> oh, this is good. I'm giving them fodder for their show. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah, but That's anyway, glad to help you out, fellas. <laughs> now, Steve. Uh, he was saying he loves his Apple Watch. Now he was saying that he had a very expensive watch, you know, like yes. very expensive watch. Yes. He bought an Apple Watch. Yes. Hasn't put the very expensive watch back on again. He oh, loves well, his good Apple for watch. him. Mm. That's all right. You know, each to their own. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. That's right. Uh, you know, you can have an Apple Watch if you want, but for me and for you know some people like me, I wouldn't. I don't know if I could say a lot of people because I don't know. That's just so. Let's call it some people mm. like me. <clears throat> like to be able to swim with their watches. Yeah, well, you like and not have to take it off every time I it rains. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was actually telling me that he he was over at sea somewhere at a resort or something. He saw a lady swimming with it. 
in in a shallow, admittedly shallow pool. But yeah, they probably, I read a little bit about it. You cannot go deeper than about one and a bit meters. Yeah, yeah, that's before, right. Before it explodes in your face. <laughs> That's right. Now, uh, you were talking to me about something else, but anyway, uh, sorry, so I forgot what else we were talking about. Anyway, it doesn't well, matter. I'm glad they're rebutting me. That's good. That's, mm. that's, that's good. Good, good, healthy, robust debate. That's You're right. still wrong, but it's good to have the debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Uh, yeah, look, uh, look, I'll only spend two seconds, two, two minutes on this, no more, but I'm just going to say, you know, even with the iPhone, I'm a bit disappointed in my 6S. It's got a few problems. Like, uh, I, try, I tried to update some apps today. It went from 35% straight to off. You know, there's, oh, really? it, there's issues. And uh, Actually, funny you say that. The six, the, the iPhone 6 was okay. I, have no, I, don't, I don't have any problems with the 6. Hmm. Um, this is why I'm loath to upgrade it, because yeah. I've heard of the problems of the 6S. Right, right. Right, with the batteries and, it, and the, the, the unreliable readings on the battery and all this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, so it is a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. Well, it's not a widespread problem, but it exists. Yeah. Um, but it never existed with the 6. Mm. And so I'm due for an update in this next phone now because I've had these two years now. Yeah. But I'm loath to update it because there's nothing wrong with this one. Mm. It's probably the best iPhone I've had is the iPhone 6. Well, I'm sort of – I'm pretty half-tempted next upgrade, which will be next year, to be to a Samsung or something. Oh, try, no. Try something else. Yeah. I'm serious. Oh, dear, the dark side. Well, that's how much I'm, I feel disillusioned. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll well, I'll let tell you what. I probably won't update this this next round. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but I'll probably update the following round, the 7S, right? Yeah. And I'll do that. And before you decide one way or another, I'll, I'll give you the review. All right. No worries. All right? Yep. And then you can think, yeah, I will go to, to – um, you know the western suburbs, mm. and and <laughs> stick with my Android, or come up come up here in God's country and go with Apple. Now you've still got Netflix. Do you do Netflix? Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Do you do All the others, the Stan, the Prestos? Or just... uh, well, I, I I did stand and Presto for a little while. Yeah. Um, the content's not too bad, but the streaming quality is rubbish compared to Netflix. Oh, I had no not, look, not as not as good. I got a Telstra TV. Over the time I've been away from the show, uh, last week or two weeks ago, and yeah, I signed. I got three, three, a free three months of Presto, so I signed up for it. I didn't mind I, the quality. I thought's great. Like I'm, might I'm getting, be, might be, might. I don't know. Maybe it's different on your Telstra box. Maybe it comes through a bit cr- crisper on the Telstra box. Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Well, it's a HDMI connection. Mm, but then yeah. you know if you, but I, I can stream it from say the iPhone anyway through the uh, Apple TV. Yeah, you can so, flick it across. Yeah. Well, so you can put it you can put pressure up on your phone mm-hmm. and then you can flick it across the Apple TV. Let me get back to you on that. I know I can do it to the Chromecast. Right. So if you can okay. do it to the Chromecast, I'm sure you'll be able to send it to the Apple TV. Well, well you sure. never know. You know what Apple TV's like. They don't let you bloody do anything. Yeah. But sure. But anyway, um but yeah, that's been pretty good. The look the, the little Telstra box, the Telstra TV, it's probably not as good as the T box because you can't do free to air with it. But ah. um, yeah, but then yeah, again, well, that's weird, isn't it? Is yeah. there an aerial plug in the back of the Telstra box? No, you can, you can. There isn't. Oh, no, okay. but then again, like the Telstra TV does come with all the the catch up channels, you know. Okay, the, well, on Stan, mm. I can put it to Apple TV. I've yes, got the app the, here. Yes. Okay. So that's yeah. all right. But the Stan quality is not too bad. But the Apple TV, even the third generation, the one I've got, yeah, uh, comes with an Apple TV app for Stan as well. 
Ah, right. Okay. So, so that's sweet. Uh, but Does I, it come I'm, with a Presto app? It comes with a Netflix app. I know that. Yep. I don't. But I'm not sure what the new Apple TV comes with because I don't have one. Right. Well, but, my old one. Mine's the first generation of the new Apple TV. You know, the flat puck. Yeah. Um, that's the first generation. I had it for a while, probably five or six years now. Not it hasn't missed a beat. It's fine. I have no need to upgrade it. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. That's got a that's got the Netflix app on it. It works well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. But anyway, what I was getting, what I was trying, what I was eventually coming around to, was Telstra has come in last in the Netflix ISP speed rankings. Now that probably mm. doesn't surprise probably most of you guys. I know where they were doing that survey. Yeah, you find it pretty good. Yeah, well, rock you know, solid. Well, Netflix has got their own speed test. Mm. Yep. So maybe it's just different users with different connections. So you know, so maybe there's ADSL is all clumped in there, and you know, and some yeah, it brings down the average. Yeah, and because a lot of people are on Big Pond, and most a lot of areas probably only have Big Pond ADSL, then that you know the the real slow places are probably bringing the average down. But anyway, Netflix has announced that Optus was the fastest major. No. Nah. Yeah. Yep. Nah. Yep. In June. So that's in June. But didn't yeah? Because TPG used to have an ad, didn't they, on the telly? We're the best. We're number one. Go and yeah. ask Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So look. well, I, it's funny you say that because, like I was saying in the pre-show, I've got myself a pretty good rock-solid ADSL connection as well as the cable here, and I've been using that pretty much exclusively to watch Netflix, and it hasn't missed a beat, and mm. it's a damn sight slower on a megabits per second rating than um, the cable. Cable, I'm getting 90 to 100. I'm only getting 12 on um, T, T, uh, TPG. Yeah. And it's, it, the quality's the same. No no well, buffering, nothing. Well, it should be the same because it's digital. So the quality should be the same. It's, not, it's the buffering that's going to be the issue. No buffering, which is good. Mm, but the Netflix ISP Speed Index lists the prime time performance. So that's it, prime time on ISPs around the globe. And in Australia, Optus registered 3. 4.1 megabits in fibre, cable, and DSL. So mm. that's not very fast. 3.1. In second place, rubbish. yeah. In second place, TPG, registering 3.19. That um, must be an average between all the people getting one yeah. and all the people getting 20. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So uh, IINet, Exitel, Dodo, Primus followed in third, fourth, and fifth, and still no Telstra. I'd like to know whether they connect, they, they test the same amount of connections. For example, um, what if there's only one person on Optus because everyone's given up, right? So there's no one on the network watching Netflix because everyone's, mm. oh, I couldn't be bothered, always buffering, I'm not going to bother. So there's one guy goes, oh, look, I'll give it a try, and he happens to get a good connection that day because everyone else is off it. Yeah. So that gives it a wrong reading. So, but if they, if they tested concurrently the same amount of connections from each ISP, like – you know, 10 from Optus, 10 from TPG, 10 from Telstra, et cetera, and down the line, then you'd get a more accurate reading. Well, Telstra was last in the six providers. It's fiber. How is that possible? Yeah, it's fiber, cable, and DSL services registered 2.48 megabits no, a second. No, that's rubbish. But it must be because this is what Netflix is registering. This is what their stats are, are receiving and putting I out. I think that the speed... The speed index on Telstra will come down because I reckon there are many more people on the Telstra network trying to get onto Netflix. Possibly. So the network gets bogged, right? Yeah, possibly. And there are less people 
on the Optus network watching Netflix because they've all given up. Like Vodafone, for example, when they, when they had all their problems with their mobile phones, right? Everyone deserted Vodafone and then suddenly you're getting five and six bars on your 4G because you're the only one on it. Yeah, yeah, well, well that, there could be something in that. But, um, but further on to that, Choice, you know, Choice, the magazine mm-hmm. that does all the, you know, reviews and all that, they've labelled Telstra pricing as the Telstra tax. Oh, it's more expensive. I'll give mm. you that. Uh, for not providing the extra quality paid for by its customers, Telstra refuted the allegations, claiming it offers extras not included in the study that Choice did. But Choice argued back, counter-argued, that the Telstra oh, tax yeah. was as high as 92%, uh, and they're comparing a Telstra's $115 a month ADSL2 plus. Gee, that is expensive for ADSL2, isn't it? How much? 115 a That's month. the same as a cable connection. Yeah, well, that's right. But that's, that's expensive for ADSL too. Well, look, if you look at it like that, then they're right. To pay $115 for an ADSL that's getting questionable speed in some areas compared to what you and I get for the same money, hmm. yes. I don't think I'm paying a Telstra tax because I'm getting 100 plus down. Yes. So to me, 115 bucks is worth it. Yeah, yeah. But for someone else who's getting an average of five down. No, not worth it. That's not worth it. No. So, so anyway, compared that to... What so what choice is saying is compare the Telstra's hundred fifteen a month ADSL to Eric's favourite TPG at fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, um, that's it. Unlimited. Yeah, unlimited. Hmm. With no has no data limit. That's right. See, to me, that's this right. is the that, obviously that's what I, that's that's what I'm on. Mm. Um, and for you, what you get, for what you pay, and what you get, I've got a rock solid connection. You got connections coming out of Yin Yang. I have, you know. I, I could set up a pretty much a data centre here. So just tell us, I know, I know you have told us before, you've ran through this before, but run through it again. Why have you got two connections? Uh, redundancy. Are, are you that dependent on the internet? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Like, people are, like people are dependent on Pokemon, yeah. I'm dependent on the internet. Yeah, so what connection are you on now for the I, I am right on now the ADSL connection. Which is twelve down and one up. So it's not it's your average connection. That's good. Why aren't you on cable? Why aren't you giving me the best you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving the best for someone else, mate. Dull. <laughs> um, no, I'm on I'm on now, I don't know why, because I just when I'm when I'm working from home, I stay off that's the other reason too. I if I'm working from home and it's for especially during school holidays and the kids are just clogging up the internet, right? I got my own separate connection. No, uh, no hassle. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough then. All right. Now, uh, what else have you seen? You've got just a few Apple stories. Got a couple of Apple stories. We all know that uh, the public beta of iOS 10 is now available for download. If anyone wants to uh, download it and install it and ruin your phone. Are you still in the developer? No. You're out? Once, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to pay that money anymore. This public beta is available. I'm, I've, I've signed up to the beta. I can download, download this now tonight for nothing. So hmm. why would I pay for it? Um, yeah. you- but I won't, I won't download it just yet because I'll wait for a few versions, beta versions to come out before I you – know, I'll only download it when it's close to being released. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't want to lock my, I don't want to lock my phone up. Hmm. Did you see that uh- – this wasn't a story I pulled in for the show, but the Windows 10 Enterprise, they're offering oh. that as, as a subscription, monthly subscription. Really? Mm, to, uh, what's, it, what's it do? What's the difference? 
just a bit more robust, I suppose. Yeah, probably a bit more secure in certain mm. areas. Um, just a bit more harder to handle <laughs> in certain areas. Uh, probably more, more, more phone calls as a support team. Yeah, it connects probably you know easier maybe to servers and and all this mm. sort of stuff. It oh, yeah, slips okay. into domains and all this sort of stuff. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, apparently, so it's coming out to like resellers. It's, it's going to be available to resellers for about seven bucks a month, and then whatever the, whatever they want to sell it on for. But oh, really? Yeah, but it's as a as a service. It's a Windows as a as a subscription, which is something new. That haven't seen that it. is new. Mm. So I wonder I wonder what they'll sell it for. Well, we've got the July. You know, end of Windows 10 free upgrade coming up soon. Mm. At the end of that, that's I think 24th of July, which is pretty soon. So if you haven't upgraded by then, you didn't have to start paying for it. That's the that's the general gist. And if you have updated, then you don't you don't have to worry about paying for it. You 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 you're fine. You're that's right. Good to go. That's good right. To go. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Like I've it's uh I want to try and up I want to install a few of these Windows 8s I've got laying around just to upgrade them, but I don't. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I don't have enough machines, so what I'm going to do is just petition a hard drive and then just install the eight or so versions of eight that I've got. Just update each one just to see if... I mean, first of all, see if the key is the same. It's going to be on the same oh. machine. Yeah, so I'll yeah, see yeah. if the key's the same. Oh, yeah. If it logs your MAC address, might be a bit hard to read. Oh, but I've had pretty good success, you know, like people... I've, I've reformatted people's machines, reinstalled stuff, and, you know, I've loaded on a... Like the... Uh, or change, say, sorry, change their machine, you know, put rebuilt, right. rebuilt their machine and use the old OEM key from the other machine. And yeah, right. it doesn't go in straight away, it, it doesn't it doesn't authenticate, but you ring up Microsoft and you go through the process and they give you another yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's been pretty good. I have a good success with that, but yeah, so the iOS 10, iOS yeah, 10. look, uh, look, I watched, I'll have, I probably have to watch the uh keynote again. Because I can't remember exactly what the big hoopla is about this one. Mm. It's supposed to be better. We'll see. Um, but I did install the public beta of Sierra. Right. And everything most people, uh, well, not, I don't know if it's most people, but a lot of people were on the old, the previous one, which was El Capitan. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Now, unless you're really hung up on having Siri on your laptop, no. Which is what Sierra does? Yeah, no. Well, I wouldn't bother. Well, I don't know about you, but you, you've got your little uh, Surface. How's that going, by the way? Is that going good? All right. Just here, mate. Do you use Cortana? No, I haven't yet. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's all right. It's good. But, look, I, I installed this thing, and I should have watched the keynote again to see what it actually did. But I can't see any huge difference in it other than... Um, the Sierra, uh, not the uh, the, uh, Siri. the uh, Siri. Now my right. my initial uh, pickup on the iOS ten is why is it not? You've got your Mac, you've got your OS X. Why isn't iOS X for ten? Like is that X does not stand Good for point. ten? Good point. Or, They're going Roman Roman numerals on one and but not on the other. Yeah, iOS X, OS X. Oh well, no, I confusing. think what they're calling it now Mac OS. That's right. They're not calling it S. They, they've dropped the X. They've dropped the X. So that, right. that's another nail in cookie cookie monster's coffin. <laughs> yeah, I like X's. Maybe that might cross him out. Yeah, X marks a spot right here. That's I right. called it yeah. 840. <laughs> 
Timestamp, please. Timestamp, 8.40, I called that he's gone. <laughs> after the After Planet of the Apps falls on its butt. <laughs> Only available on the Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you must buy an Apple Watch to, to watch the Planet of the Apps. You know what? You know what? You know, they'll get a lot of contestants for this. Because it's, you know, fame and fortune. Oh, I can you know, make a million dollars overnight, you know. Yeah. All this. It'd be like the MasterChef thing all over again, right? Yeah. But I heard something funny. You know, remember, you know Kitty Flanagan? Yeah. The comedian? She's hilarious, right? Yeah. She, I was watching a, a gig she did in Perth, and there was one segment in this gig. She was talking about MasterChef. You know, she's carry, she's taking the, the, the piss out of them. Mm. Oh, you know, I always wanted to be a chef and all this sort of stuff. And, and she said, well, mate. Why'd you wait till you're 30? You could have gone to TAFE when you were 18 yeah. and you'd be a chef now. <laughs> That's right. You know, you don't want to be a bloody chef. You want to be famous. Yeah. Why, why are you on the oil rigs? You could have, you should have been a chef. Yeah. She is. You yeah. know, I've always wanted to be a chef. Oh, really? Some people didn't know they, they, they enjoyed cooking until later in life. So I understand that bit, mm. right? You think, oh, you know, I just discovered it and I enjoyed it and I'm actually enjoying it more than... What I've been trained to do, so this I'm going to give it a go. Okay, I get that, I understand that. But when someone tells me that they've been a lawyer their whole life, and then they, and then they say, on the other hand, I've always wanted to be a chef, then I think, well, you're just a moron. <laughs> Why have you stuck at law for? Why have you waited? Years? You ain't waiting right. for. Oh, I just wish someone had come up with a show so I can get there in 15 minutes instead of working my butt off. Yeah, like everybody else. Yeah, tell me. Um, so she takes she takes the piss out. So I reckon this app show will be like this, right? Yeah. You know, not, it just or bypass the whole hard work thing out. You know, the typical millennial generation, mm. whatever you want to call it, of uh, I want it yesterday. Yeah. And I want to have more than anybody else. But like any other reality show, you must have had a tragedy in your life to get onto. Yeah, it. there'll be a backstory. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a backstory. Always, you know. You know, and one day I was walking to the shops and I stubbed my toe on the concrete. You know, when I was young, we couldn't afford knives and forks. We had to eat with sticks. You yeah, know, that's stuff right. Stuff like this. And, just and it wasn't so fair. One day I got downgraded to business class. <laughs> oh, no, heavens forbid. Now, oh, talking about God. flying around in the sky. Now, you'll be pleased to know that software has now been uploaded to GitHub of the Apollo 11 source code. Oh, well, let's so, just run that through, shall we? <laughs> now, apparently it's not the first time that it has been uploaded to the internet, but it's the first time it's been uploaded to GitHub, which is where it's you know a lot more people have access to it or a lot more people find it and come across it, blah, blah, blah. So you can build your own rocket now, pretty much. Well, It'd be yeah. very old technology, but you could, yeah. you could, uh, you know, now if you engines wanna, on. Yeah, if you want to have a look and see, uh, sort of like how big this source code is, if you were to print it out, I've got a photo. I don't know. Yeah, I saw like, that. I saw that earlier. That's a quite a large stack of paper. Yeah. Now I know that that's uh, not going to help people on the audio, but oh, I don't know. A young girl. She must be. I'd oh, have to call her at least what five foot something tall, something like that. Even if she's four foot, it doesn't matter. There's still a lot of source code. Yeah, there's about a two meter stack there, I reckon. Yeah, looks there's a there's a coat or a hat stand behind her, so she's yeah. as tall as the hat stand. She's, she might have heels, so she's, I reckon it's nearly two meters tall that that uh, stack. Yeah, and that's the source code. Now it's uh, uploaded by a Chris Gary, so he's an intern at NASA. Did he um, retype all of this and then uploaded it? 
<laughs> yeah, good point. Could you imagine? Yeah, could you? Yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, just got it from photos. Now, that's um, blah blah. Where was I? Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, you can go and have a look at it if you want to, and uh, yeah, get involved. Interesting. Get yeah. involved. Build your own rocket. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, but apparently the code has got some some crazy little things in it. Uh, like the the people who, when they code, they had a bit of fun with some of the remarks and stuff that they put in. Oh, they left Easter eggs. I think they call that. Yeah, yeah. So look, if you check the story out, there'd be more on that if you're interested in that. But yes, 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 yes very yes. interesting. Now, uh, look, here's another one. Now, the phishing scam targets illegal game of throne pirates. <laughs> now, are you a, are you a throner? No, I'm not. Are you? No, but I want to be. I want, I want to be for the nudity. Oh, I don't even know there was nudity in it. <laughs> oh, there is. I'm telling you now. Is it? Is it full frontal? Uh, it can be. All right. What have we been doing then? <laughs> right, I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, oh, internet slowed. What's happened? Eric's down, downloading. I'm downloading. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that virus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the phishing scam targets illegal Game of Thrones pirates. So what this is all about is an email message purporting detecting illegal download by the user and directs mm-hmm. them to a website where they pay a penalty of a few hundred dollars to avoid legal action. You've got to admit it is pretty inventive by these guys. You know, they've tried to destroy a post. Look, tra- I reckon unless I get a letter in the mail from a government agency, I'm not paying anyone any money. No, well, you don't pay anyone, even if you did get a letter from a government agency. <laughs> Just shred it, you reckon? Shred it, that's right. Now, anyway, so... Never um, got it. Never got it. So Unless some, you signed for it. If it was registered yeah. mail, then you say, not not at this address, mate. Well, you, you sign with your foot, and then it's it's not you, is it? You still signed for it. Technically, you still signed for it. But it's with your foot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't it? No. Nope. Okay. We'll yeah. get someone so else put, to sign for it. Take your pen out of your foot and just move on. Okay. Uh, now, anyway, so normally, yeah, you would, like, some people go, oh, geez, yeah, I did download that show. Oh, damn, I've been busted. A few hundred bucks, that sounds good. I'll give it to them. But, yeah, it's a scam. So, in some instances, the message was forwarded by Cox Cable, supposedly issued by IP Echelon. Apparently, that's a firm that tracks unauthorised distribution. The scheme has been spreading beyond the US to ISPs in the UK and Australia being exploited as well to send out phony copyright infringement notices. Now, Game of Thrones is the most often used... Uh, while Games of Thrones is the most often used, the, the the baddies behind this campaign are also citing a number of other shows streaming on torrent sites. Oh, another graphic. There mm. you go. So that's what's going on there. So you've got to be careful of these emails, don't you? You know? Oh, you've uh, got to be careful. I got one that was fairly authentic the other day. It came from... Um, oh, I can't remember where it was from, but I thought, hang on a minute. That looks... Pretty authentic. Yeah. And I always look at the email address before I click anything. Yep. Because you know how to look at where it's from. And it was from, you know, the the, the, the ending suffix was .ru. Oh, yeah. Turn yeah, so yeah, yeah, rightio. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. Always look at where it's come from. Mm. Yeah. Because that's what they forget. They don't even put, um, you know, uh, you know, commissioner at ato.gov.au to make it look legit. Yeah. They just send it from their Hotmail account. Wouldn't you, yeah, wouldn't you think that? Yeah, I know that being they're so smart in some areas. Yeah, they do. They write these programs that can pretty much botnets that that you know, and the stuck stuxnet, and they get into mm. places and they can shut down bloody you know water supply and and power plants and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, but they forget 
the, the, take their hot mail address off it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, but look, talking about shutting down water plants and stuff. Did you know at uh, uh, December thirty first this year, the world's official clock will recognise an extra second? Oh no! That meaning there will be a minute that has sixty one seconds in it. Just for that one one off. Yes, at six fifty nine. 59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know if that's Eastern Standard Time or some other time zone, but it's got EST. We'll go with that. EST, Eastern Standard Time, we'll yeah. go with that. Uh, there is, and why this is happening, there is an irregular way of measuring time and a precise one. The irregular one is based on the Earth's rotation, which actually can slow down as it's currently doing, based on factors like, I like how they've phrased this, like the tug of the moon. So, um, yes, I like the tug of the moon. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just almost as good as the pull of the moon. Yes. Now, the precise one is based on the atomic clock. To keep them in agreement, experts sometimes add extra seconds to the official time system, slowing it down. There you go. Well, why don't we just cut all the crap and just go straight for the precise one? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Because then why? The, be, because if you had all these extra seconds every five years, your, your days would get shorter or something. I don't know. Oh, no. Wouldn't it turn does it that, out? Does that mean the climate would change? That's what's causing it. No, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's the atomic clock. Now, Damn that Greenwich Mean Time. <laughs> now, the leap second can... Here, and this is why I pull this out. Here we go again. The leap second can trouble computer networks. Oh, no. And for that reason, they need to provide six months of notice. So... <laughs> Every time we've had a leap second inserted since the late 90s, about 10% of the world's larger computer networks suffer some sort of failure. Oh, no. Now, what are we going to do? Now, fingers were pointed at the disruption that Qantas Airlines faced in 2012, stemming oh, from a leap second. Well, that's what Joyce would have had, you believe, anyway. Yeah, that's what he would have said, because he was too, too busy bloody doing other things. He was too busy running up their debts. They're too busy bloody grounding the airline. Yeah, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. He was, did it. It was the leap second. That <laughs> <laughs> was the leap second thing. Other websites like Reddit were also affected too. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know. Mm. Now, the last... Well, sounds like another Y2K scam. Well, the last leap second that was added, which I don't think really affected anyone, was June 30, 2015, last year. Oh, well, that's what it was. That explains everything. It does. It explains everything now. I've so, always thought I'm running a bit ahead of time. So the leap second was out of June 30. So what is that? Wouldn't you be spewing if you had like a, a whole heap of income happen on that, that last second of that day? Oh, I'd be happy for it to slip into 1st of July, mate, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> I wonder if something would, somewhere around the world, that last second, something, that last second had put someone out. By some somehow, I want lost their lost their house because it didn't settle. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But anyway, all right. So that was. I thought I'd, I'd bring that one up. Now, what else have I got here? Oh, I got another Dick Smith story. Now, you remember Audi? They were selling three D printers. Well, Dick Smith is got one too, and not just got one. He's got the exact same one. Now, the device. So is, when you, when you say Dick Smith, you mean Kogan? Kogan. Yes. So Dick Smith okay. online, because uh, that's the only realm in which it exists now yes so the device is white labeled a, a one hayo duplicator i3 v2.1 
Now, this is the same, as I said, the same printer in Audi that sold in February for the same price, $4.99. Uh, the time the printer was called Cocoon Create and was supplied, that would make me not buy it to start with, and was supplied by Australian consumer hardware WinPlus. Never heard from him again. Never heard of them. Never heard from him then and never heard from them now. So, what's the material it uses to print? It'd be plastic, wouldn't it? The device to sports. The device supports PLA, ABS, PVA, HIPS, and PLA filaments. Right. And that means nothing to me. No, plastic. Dick Smith will bundle in four free filaments with each printer purchase. Now, remember, there was, I think we picked up a YouTube video uh, earlier on this year about 3D printer and they're feeding chocolate through it. And they were printing chocolate things. Hmm. Now, um, the. Renamed Balco 3D printer measures approximately 400 by 400 by 400 millimeters. Can receive data direct from USB or micro SD card. You want to have that now tell me, Glenn, would you buy one, and would you have a need for one? Well, I don't have a need for one. Uh, look, I, look, I sat here thinking about that today, and I'd you like could, around one. Christmas time you could just print your gifts. I could. I could. But wouldn't it be good? No, dolls. Get a doll. Yeah, you have a, your daughter wants a doll. Yeah, yeah, print that out. Doll. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bugger off. Oh, it's only got one eye. Oh, software. Glitch. Oh, too bad. Yeah, yeah software glitch. update. Yeah. Um, look, it'd be something good to play with, but it's 500 yes, bucks. Play with, yes. I think a lot of architects would probably want one. Yeah. But 500 Would you spend 500 to no. have a bit of a play? No. Not for something I don't need. No. Yeah, so I know you can make little figurines and so forth. Um, you'd have to, ha- yeah. What else could you make? Like until things started happening, you know, things like if I could print a computer screen, and while it was printing, it was actually putting it together with the everything else that a computer screen needs. Yeah, I'd buy one. You know, it prints the motherboard there, all, all, all the chips. Oh, there's the silicon. There's the RAM. Bang! It's printing the RAM now. Bang! 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 But, yep, but I won't do that. No. But, like, I suppose if you if you could have things like, I don't know, you, you've got a broken something in your house and you could just go to the net, download yep. the, the diagram, yep. the blueprint. Yeah, yep. you could do that if you needed to just, say, make a doorknob that you can't find anywhere, yeah. for example. But or a, out of plastic. Or a, something that's um, on a curtain rod that you can't buy somewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah, things like that. Until like that sort of starts integrating itself more into society. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd buy one. Yeah, It'd be good to yeah. play with. But, um, yeah, look, if I could rent one for a month or a week, I'd probably do it. Mm, mm. Now, there also this guy in England, James Newman, he started work on his mega processor. Now, this thing, you won't believe. Oh, let me have a look at this. I think I saw this briefly. It's uh, 10 metres wide and 2 metres high. Now, he started in 2012. Now, what he's doing with it, you may ask, why is he building this big, huge, mungus machine in his house? Well, it's and what does it do? Well, I'll tell you what it does. It plays Tetris. And, is that it? And a pretty hard one, pretty hard game of Tetris, at that, I, I hear. I'd have to be for that amount of effort. Mm. But it does, it does the job. Of a chip-sized microprocessor, so he said he spent about fifty-three thousand dollars creating it. It contains forty. Look, I've got a picture of his room here for those on the video. Now, there's this. Oh, you can work that out yourself. or go to the um, the link in the show notes, and you'll be able to 
you know, there's a video and all that sort of stuff there at that site. So it contains 40,000 transistors, 10,000 LED lights, weighs about half a tonne, and so far he's only used it to play Tetris. Now he's, But what else can it do? Well, not too much. So he well, then said, why spend the money? Yeah, well, I'll get to that because he, he's, a, he's a boffin, you know. Then well, that's, what, one, that's one word. That's what boffins do. That's one word of describing him. The, he goes, the machine on your desk may be a million times better than what I've built, but mine is much prettier. Mine has 10,000 times more LEDs. And like, it would be. Big it'd, deal. It'd be, it'd be a nice heater for him as well in the, in the winter. I um, think he might shut England. that down when he gets his first electricity bill. <laughs> he hopes the mega processor will be used as an educational tool and is planning a series of open days this summer. So I think what he's tried to do is, um, because he's a boffin, he, he's like he's tried to create this computer around him. So it's like you can so you can walk into a microprocessor. And, yeah, and yeah. See. For educational purposes, people want to come in and see how does how do things work. Yeah. That, yeah. That's you know you know. So right. he says he doesn't know if he'll be able to sell it. <laughs> I'm doubtful. Yeah, my dream is that it goes to a museum or an educational institute so people can learn from it. So good on him, James on you. Newman. New- Newman from Kentucky. <coughs> now safety experts. Oh, here's one here. Look, this one here at the how's, how's this for a car? The new Ford Focus RS. Yeah, I know about this. Well, this, they, was on, this was on Top Gear last year. Yeah, right. How'd you how'd you find it? Drift mode. Yeah, good. Yeah, they they just basically press a button and the thing just goes. Sideways. <laughs> now, at the press of a button, the new Ford Focus RS. Let me get a picture for those on the vid. There we go. Um, at the press of a button, the new Ford Focus RS drivers can perform a perfect drift, or what a drift is. Eric just said is a sideways four wheel skid. Around the corner. Now, providing you floor the throttle and turn the steering wheel. <laughs> Good stats. Ford disabled the burnout mode on the Mustang in Australia, but has left the latest hoon mode active in the new Ford Focus RS. So now, isn't that funny that in every other country you, they've got burnout mode, <laughs> but they banned it here? Yeah, he goes, when uh, when asked why the burnout mode was disabled on the Mustang, but drift mode was active on the Focus, a Ford Australia spokeswoman said, we do not offer line lock because burnouts are illegal in Australia. Are they really? Well, yeah, go and do is that. Is that the bedwetters having another another uh, Johnny government telling you what to do? Well, you can't do a burnout. You can't do a burnout in front of a copper. Yeah, well, you wouldn't anyway, whether it was illegal or not. That's right. <laughs> you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. I did once. <laughs> I didn't see him. He pulled me over. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do sideways drifts coming out, turning right out of my street, pretty much every day. <laughs> when you're in a hurry. No, I'm not even in a hurry. I thought there's no one coming. The road's a bit slippery, so I'll oh, give it yeah. some. Yeah. Oh, it's slippery. It's good when they're slippery, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's good with the rear wheel drive. You always get a rear wheel drive car. Oh yeah. Yeah, look, my both of my cars now are uh, front wheel drive. You can't do nothing in you them. You can't do anything. No, you can't do anything. Unless uh, you can, if you're reversing, you can. Well, I suppose you could. Yeah. If you're reversing and you plant it, yeah. you'll go nuts. There was a 
There's a when I was yeah you know, growing up when I got my first car I had this Ford XW it was about 1970 it was a Ute very light in the back because it was a Ute you know I used to get sideways yeah. at oh they just thinking about are, it are, yeah yeah and, and and my cousin had a, uh, a, a XW sedan you know we both had the the black lines down the side on the bonnet red you know looking good and anyway he he was always a bit in out there tinkering as you do trying to get the most out of it you know putting this in putting that in tweaking this tweaking that. And uh, he came up with this idea, and he goes, oh, have a look what I have did on the weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I, when I had a look, he opened up his bonnet, and he had these shock absorbers uh, attached to the motor and then attached to the side of the car. So right. The, so, so the shockies were, like, holding the motor up. You know like you know what I mean? So they're, they're attached to the side of the motor, side of the block. Yes. I can't remember how he attached those, actually. But anyway, from the side of the block to the side of the... In in of the the engine bay, and I said, right. "What do you got that going there for? What do you, what's going on here? Why do you want shock absorbers like that?" And he's worked out, which is quite reasonable. And he goes, "Well, when you floor it, you know, your engine twists a bit." Yeah. So he goes, "Well, I don't want the engine to twist. If I can stop that twist, the power will get sent straight back to the wheels." Yes. And that's why he did it. So he stopped. Yeah, he stopped yeah, the he, twist. You get the torque steer. Everything, everything. You put your foot down, and everything shifts to the left or right. Yeah, so he wanted to stop the shift to send that power backwards. Hmm. So, yeah, there's something out there. Staying on cars, years ago, <laughs> yeah. just one last story on cars, and they're all standard now on a lot of their really expensive cars, and they charge a fortune for it, right? Ceramic brakes. Right. Now, if you want ceramic brakes on a, you know, on a Beamer or a Merc or something, you'll pay upwards of about, you can pay up to 4000 bucks. Right, for ceramic yeah. brakes. The brake pads are ceramic, right? Right. And what that does is just they, they basically don't wear. Right. Right. And you know when you, you cut, you know your, 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 your wheels are always dirty at the front? Yeah. Because that's where the heaviest braking is? Yeah. Well, that's all the stuff from your brake pads, all the lead and all shit like that, right? Yeah. So your wheels are always dirty. Yeah. Right? With ceramic pads, you don't get that. Your wheels are always clean because there's no residue. For some reason, right, right, but you pay extra for that now, like a lot. But years ago, this would have been oh, probably two thousand and two. I had an old, well, it wasn't old. Well, it's old now. If I still had it, I had a BMW, a black BMW, hmm. and the guy I used to work with, the other partner, he had a, he had a, what did he have? He had a BMW as well, I think. And he said, "Oh, look, my mechanic just put on these ceramic brakes for me. He made them himself, wow, and put them on my car." Wow. And they're fantastic. I've had them for six months, blah, blah, blah. And there's no dirt. There's no residue. There's none of that lead crap. My mags are always spotless clean, even though I haven't cleaned the car for a month. There's yeah. no dirt at all on the mags. It's brilliant. And I said, oh, yeah, how much is that? And he goes, he'll do it for you for 400 bucks. Yeah, so I said, right, I'm down there. Yeah. He put ceramic brakes on my car. Yeah. And, the, and the stopping power on this, oh, mate. But wouldn't Unbelievable. You? But now it's become um, the big thing. So the Ferraris and the Aston Martins and the Mercs and they all go, yeah, if you want ceramic brakes, four grand. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. wow. But, I mean, but surely there'd be some sort of wear. Like, no. But it, it's not. It's, I don't know how it works, yeah. seriously, but the ceramic brakes, apparently the stopping power is about, you stop, apparently, on these current ones, about in half the distance you'd stop with normal brake pads. You know, the G-forces from stopping are immense. 
because yeah. you just bang and it just grips and it just. Yeah, right, right. Right. And there's no residue. I had them on my car pretty much for two or three years and didn't miss a beat. I didn't need to replace pads. My stopping power was the same, consistent all the way through. Didn't have to replace, and my wheels were spotless. But don't they make the normal pads that you get? Aren't they made out of asbestos? Uh, some of them are, that? yeah. Because I always wondered about that when you go, you know, into the train stations down in Sydney and you smell the brakes. Yeah, that's, you, that's all the asbestos. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's asbestos for the on train sucking in there in the tunnels. That'd be probably nice. breathe that in. Yeah, but yeah. So Suckers. look, now I reckon in in years to come. Uh, for safety reasons, ceramic brakes will be standard and they'll be a lot cheaper. I can't understand why that wouldn't make one hell of a noise. I don't know how it works. It doesn't make any noise. It didn't make any noise at all and there was no noise. or It was just very, very smooth. It was unbelievably good. Yeah. I don't Look, it's obviously there's, there's some sort of spongy something there. Otherwise, if it was just ceramic on metal... Mm. It'd be, you know, it'd, the thing would just crack. Yeah. But they've done it. They've done it somehow that I don't know what they, how they manufactured it. Maybe it's a particular type of uh, ceramic blended with something else. I don't know. <coughs> but I tell you what, if you hate dirty tires, ceramic brakes are for you. Mm, I don't like dirty tires. I hate them. <laughs> no, I don't like them. It matches my car though. So it oh, I matter. hate them. You get your car cleaned and you think you drive around and you think, oh, this looks nice. Two days later, you got all that crap on your front wheels. Mm. Oh, hate well. it. Hate it. <laughs> ceramic brakes, that's what you need. I need ceramic brakes. Yeah, I want to cost that right now. You do. All right. Well, I think, I think we're both out of stories. Yes, we are. All right. Good stuff. Well, that's right on time too. So aren't we good little ceramic brake lovers? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, look, you can. I've said all the where you can find us at the top of the show. So you can also follow us at Aussie Tech Heads on the Twitter at Aussie Tech News. If you want some news stories popped into your little Twitter feed every now and then, uh, coming direct from wherever, somewhere. <laughs> that just comes through. If you want to drop us a line on Twitter, just use the hashtag uh, hash Aussie Tech Heads. Um, might fire up Twitter every now and then and see if anyone's talking to me. And also, yeah, don't forget the Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks, and yeah, Aussie Tech Security. Now that I'm back, I'll have to uh, ring Roger and uh, see what he's up to and see if we can kick the Aussie Tech Security back off. But uh, yeah, All yeah, right. that's right. It hasn't been. It's been a while. Hmm. I'll tell you what, though, I've inst- I've used his advice with antivirus, and I've installed this forty. Fortis client or whatever it's called, Fortis. And right. if you Google Fortis virus, you'll find it. And yeah, it's pretty. It's it's low low resource, uh, pretty good. Yeah, I like Free? it. Free. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. But look at it. Uh, let me just check that. I think it's Fortis. F O R T I S antivirus, or just put virus. You'll get it. Hmm. Yeah, it's anti-rootkit and anti-malware all tied up into one. That's what he recommends. That's what he uses. Uh, so, you know, you want to use something that a security expert uses. Let me show you mm. that. There you go. 40 client. There you okay. go. And for the Mac, Mac 40 client as well. Okay, I want to have a look at that. Mm. So, yeah, do yourself a favour, as someone famous used to say. All right, lovely jubbly. All right, thanks, Eric, for coming in and welcome back. You're welcome. Good to, good to talk to you again. We we covered tonight's all the stories pretty good. We didn't mention the Brexit. 
But, uh, oh, no, we did not. I just mentioned it then. Do I but get? A, do I get? Go to the levers. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? For, well, uh, yeah, sort of. It was a bit. It was the line ball pundits. for a long time. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy they left. They should get their sovereignty back. That's right. You know, they, they, no country, no other country in Europe should be able to tell them uh, which immigrants you can let in and which you can't. I think that's. That. I think that's pretty much what it came down to. Yes, I it think, is. There was well, a- imagine that if you, imagine if you're at home, right, and you have got your friends, and you you like certain people, you invite them over all the time, and there are other people you you don't like so much, you don't want to invite them all. Could you imagine if the people you don't like just turned up whenever they felt like it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what they were doing in England. Brussels yeah. in their it was saying, oh, you're taking a hundred thousand of these people. You have got no choice in the matter. They have got no jobs. They have got no skill. They're going to be on your welfare. Mm. See you later. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, no, and not going to happen. And interestingly enough, I think was it a stat that um, a lot of young people voted for the exit, whereas they thought that wouldn't have been the case. Like they thought it was more the older yeah. conservative people. But yeah, look, I was talking to a couple of English guys just the other day. I ran into them, and they said they yeah. both voted for the Brexit. And I said why, and it was exactly what you just said. It was because they were yeah so you're getting dictated to by Brussels not just for for immigration but by other things oh, lots as well. of things that's right they can't yeah. even set their own a lot of their laws they can't set their own laws mm. well they make they they said they make you know say 10 sets of laws and nine of them get overturned and, mm. they, and they can't do it but uh yeah oh, that's good all around but anyway that's that's good all right uh cool we're out of here thanks eric once again See you later. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for downloading and listening, and thanks for all the emails over the time I've been off and Facebook posts and however else you've, you've got in contact with us. And we look forward to another show next week. All right. Hey, hey. See you then. Bye-bye.